Welcome to What Would You Say You Do Here? This is season two, and this is our third episode. For all those new listeners out there, uh, I'm Aaron Zerlip. Uh, I've been doing product management for about 10 years now. And I'm Katie Sally, and I've been doing product management for about seven years now. With our experience combined, we are a veritable expert on the ins and outs of product management. We make an expert. (laughs) One expert. (laughs) Today, we're going to be talking about product management conferences. This is always a hard one. You gotta you gotta convince your boss to give you those conference dollars. You gotta make sure you use them uh, use them intelligently and don't just you know waste them on a, a conference that ends up being a big sales pitch or something like that. Yeah. And for those of you who have like any kind of conference budget, uh, please don't let that go to waste. Like those are awesome perks that you should be taking advantage of, uh, not only because you want to uh, get the most uh, of your you know fringe benefits, but also just because there's a lot to learn from uh, conferences out there. Absolutely. Well, I think, uh, first of all, why don't we talk about what makes a bad conference? You know, what are the things that make a conference not a great experience for you as a product manager? Sure. Well, just I think in general, beyond even product management conferences, it's just a poorly run conference with with bad logistics. So if there's if there's not like an app that tells you like when things are, you know, when speakers are and events are and how to get places, that's already maybe a red flag. Although I'd say most of them these days tend to have that. Yeah, I think um, the poor logistics thing too, I mean, even something as simple as the food, you know, I've been to conferences where I had to wait an hour in line to get lunch. And by the time I got up there, it was time for the next track to start. So, you know, I didn't get to eat. And that's fine, you know, if that happens once or once or twice. But let me tell you, if I can't get a cup of coffee easily in the middle of a conference, um, I'm I'm leaving and I'm going to Starbucks because I got to have that caffeine to, to, you know, keep me on top of things and really paying attention. And I, I would say that's probably the cornerstone of any good product <laughs> conference is a really efficient, uh, a multiple efficient coffee line. It's amazing what a difference that makes for sure. It seems it seems like a small thing, but it makes a big difference. Um, I think another one for me is when you turn up at a conference and you don't have any options. There's one track and everybody is in the one big room and you're in that big room all day long. And first of all, it means that there's never going to be any chance for any kind of interaction. You're not doing any workshops or anything like that. And you also don't get to pick and choose your experience. So, you know, if if you're in there with people who range from an experience from people trying to break into product management to people who've been doing it for 20 years, they're all listening to the same exact uh, lectures, basically. So no interaction and, you know, maybe stuff that you have heard a hundred times and you don't want to listen to it again. So that, that to me, that's a big one. I need to have options. Yeah. Options are good. Um, You know, if it's like, you know, junior track versus senior track or leader track um, or, you know, uh, platform versus consumer or something like that. Uh, those are that's usually a good sign that there's going to be a lot of good options. Yeah. So yeah, look look out for that. Absolutely. Uh, so something a pet peeve of mine is conferences where it's like the majority of it is just scheduled networking time. Oh yeah. Well, networking is great. It's like it's awkward, especially if you're going to a conference alone, which you know some people tend to do. Um, I've been to several by myself, and so like without like a wingman or a wing person to kind of you know break the ice. It it's kind of awkward, like oh, yeah. when you're just uh, waiting around, trying to introduce yourself to people, like 
awkwardly. <laughs> it's also too, like, I, I feel like networking is, okay, it's either about selling your company or it's about selling yourself. There's not a lot of career development that happens there. There's not a lot of information that you're getting about product management or something like that, whatever you went to do the conference for, you're you're networking to look for new jobs or you're networking to tell everyone how great your company is. And those are those are great things and they have their place, but that's not really why you're going to a conference. You know, you're going to a conference to learn something, to to get new information. Yeah. So yeah, I I agree. I think too much networking is definitely a, a deal breaker for me. At a conference, you know, when I'm going to a networking event, then I want to network. Exactly. There needs to be like a healthy balance. I'd say like two thirds like talks and workshops and maybe a third networking is like the most networking you should have. Yeah. Or less. Yeah. Ideally less. <laughs> oh, and the worst one, this, this, the bait and switch you go in, you think you're going to be hearing about product management. You think you're going to be hearing about how these various companies do product management. And it's just a big sales pitch for the sponsor. Yeah. And like, don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, we sponsors play a, a critical role in providing those coffee lines we talked about. And they do. And for that, I am willing to pay by hearing about what they do. But if the whole conference turns into why you should buy their product, then they have failed. Yeah. In their I mean, I think you'll, you'll, you can expect this is going to happen if there's a pro a, a conference that's put on by like a specific product or company, like, that's the whole point, right? Like mm -hmm. they're going to be pitching you. Um, they're going to be sending you tons of marketing emails uh, afterwards. Yeah. So that's just part of it. Yeah. And I, I think it tends to happen more often with webinars. Um, and that's good because, you know, you can just turn it off if it just is a giant sales pitch. Um, but it's a little bit harder when it's a conference. Uh, fortunately, it's a little bit more rare, but I have been to conferences where that's happened. So, you know, just just try and, and do your due diligence beforehand and, and try and figure out exactly what what the conference is about. You know, if they have if they provide information about the various talks and the tracks, that's the best way. That's the best way to see exactly what is going to be happening. You'll be able to tell right away from those track names and who's putting on the different talks. Yeah, definitely. What it's going to be about. So maybe we'll talk about what makes a good conference. For me, it is actual actionable new information. I don't want to go to a conference and hear the same thing that I've heard at the last six conferences that I went to. I want to hear something new. And even if that's just a new and interesting person talking about how they've solved a particular problem, that's great. Um, but it's really, really valuable when you get up there and you learn something new and someone is helping you figure out how to solve your problem. Uh, they're, they're giving you real actionable information. Yeah, I love going to talks where it's like where someone talks about you know a successful launch or a, a failed launch absolutely um, especially from like a, a product that you like know and recognize yeah that's always really helpful information because you hear about you know what do they do well what do they mess up and it's great to like be able to learn from other people's yeah. mistakes and to realize that even like the best product managers at the best companies are like not 100% successful right yeah that never gets old I'm, I'm always happy to hear about those kinds of stories I think those are absolutely fascinating I, I like looking for uh, conferences that have like uh, a ton of speakers. So like if there's multiple tracks, that's already a good sign. You're going to have more speakers. Um, and then, you know, looking at people from not just like product managers, but from different backgrounds, like if there's someone from like data science or uh, product marketing or whatever it might be that, you know, they're talking about like, here are these other like tangential like aspects of product management uh, that you probably don't get to do like enough of. 
Um, those are always really insightful because it usually lets you know exactly yeah. what you're missing out on and what you should be doing more of. Yeah, I love those because that that helps you that that brings to mind anything that you're missing. Um, and also, you know, sometimes that's not your fault that you're missing something. Some, sometimes you just don't have time. We as product managers tend to have, you know, very busy schedules, especially when we're doing, you know, planning or anything like that. So being able to listen to those conferences and 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 interact with people that you don't normally interact with in your day-to-day life can help you figure out who you need to be talking to. So to contrast uh, the multitude of networking opportunities that are sometimes, you know, uh, draining on you, like your social energy, uh, I'd say like a good conference has like the right amount of networking. So like two hours of talks and then 20 to 30 minutes of networking, something like that, where it's like, oh, this is the amount of time where I'm actually going to reach out to someone while I'm getting a snack try to learn something or, you know, what, if you're trying to really like network and uh, sell yourself, you know, there's, there's those opportunities as well. It doesn't feel overwhelming. Like, you know, sometimes when you show up and it's half the day is conferences and then the rest of the day is networking. That's a lot. That is, that's too much. That is a Mm -hmm. lot of pressure for you, especially if you're, you know, if you're even slightly introverted, but even if you're an extrovert and you love talking to people, that's, that's a lot to do uh, if you don't know anybody. Yeah, definitely. Uh, And that's probably another good point is it's good to have a conference buddy. Um, Oh, a conference buddy is the best. Katie and I have uh, been to a conference before together and that was awesome because when we didn't feel like networking, we could kind of like talk with each other about like, we, about what do we like? And we would purposefully like split up and go to different yeah. talks so that we could kind of come back and tag team those talks so that you can each go, you know, each go to different ones. And then you can hear twice as much information. You both take notes and you share afterwards. That's great. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like when you're not feeling like you want to go and talk to people, uh, you can, you can just talk to each other or you can play hooky and <laughs> Not that anyone does that. No, of course not. <laughs> no one would ever do that at a conference. Oh, but yeah, a conference buddy. That's a must. If if at all possible. Yeah, that's a definite pro tip there. Yeah, I think we've talked about too the having multiple sessions to tr- choose from is a big deal at a good conference. I just don't I don't think we can talk about that too much though because it's it's so essential to a good conference. It's um, it means that the conference is of you know an adequate size to have a good draw, to have lots of speakers. It means that you can tailor your experience so that you're not listening to say the same old things that you've heard at the last few conferences that you went to. It means that your odds of learning new information and getting getting really good ideas are, are increased. So if you're looking for a good conference, take a look at the number of speakers per day. Make sure that it looks like you're going to be able to pick and choose because I think that's really going to make your conference much better. Yeah. Yeah. I think to me, the a, a sign of a really good conference is if, if they have the actual schedule, you know, ahead of time when there are like multiple talks you really want to see at, like see at the same time, uh, that's usually like a good sign yeah. that uh, there's, there's a lot of good content. They're able to draw, uh, you know, good, good speakers, uh, which just know, means that they're in tune with, you know, what people really want to hear and see at these conferences. 
Absolutely. And along with that goes the breakout sessions. I love to go to a conference that has the, you know, the smaller breakout sessions where either it is just smaller groups of people. So you have the opportunity to actually maybe interact with the speaker or even better when they have a workshop. So you're, you're actually workshopping a problem uh, together as a group or individually uh, or, you know, in small teams or something like that. I've been to several conferences. They all do it a little bit different, but those workshops are absolutely amazing. They're always, you're always going to find something new and different that you haven't done before um, because you're talking to so many different people who are, who are all doing things slightly differently. Yeah. So, and, and the workshops are like that, the, the one opportunity you have were to like, like where you're forced to talk to other folks. Um, And that's just, that's a great um, opportunity to learn. No, but really if you're, if you're someone who is a little bit more introverted and, you know, maybe networking does make you nervous. The workshop is a great way to bridge that gap because you are working with a group of people to solve a problem and you're not just standing there with a cocktail in your hand trying to make small talk. So, yeah. And then you get to really talk to the folks that you're working with and understand how they solve similar problems, like at their companies. And then you start to realize like which companies have like mature product organizations and cultures and which do not. Um, Yeah. Which is also helpful if you're looking for (laughs) other opportunities. Absolutely. All right. What about swag? I mean, Good swag makes good conferences even better. We'll put it, yes, we'll put it that way. For sure. I'm not going to knock a conference because they had bad swag. Does not matter. That's fine. But if you're going to a conference and it's great and they have great swag, then, you know, that's one you're going to remember. If I leave a conference with more than one pair of socks, uh, you know, <laughs> it was a good conference. I don't know when they switched from t-shirts to socks, but I love it. I have, I've got my slack socks. I've got my Jira socks. I've got, um, Twilio socks. I mean, you name it. Like if it's a big company, oh, Google socks, I've got them all and they're always the best quality. Like it's yeah, just, and like, no one ridiculous. wants a dang t-shirt anymore. Like we, we no, all have no. t-shirts that we oh, know what sucks. to do with. I definitely uh, could wear nothing but conference and company t-shirts and that would be my full wardrobe. I don't because that's just not who I am, but I could. Sadly, in these days, I, I find myself like wearing like lots of company t-shirts and things because I'm just lazy <laughs> and they tend to be like very comfortable. I don't think anything like that counts during the, the pandemic. You no, wear what you want to wear. Nothing counts right now. The fact that we're all getting up in the morning and getting dressed is a big plus. Oh, uh, I think the best best swag that we that I ever got was the conference that we went to where it was basically just we were just filling our bag with the lint chocolate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Swiss chocolate. That was great. I brought home so much chocolate from that. So one. much chocolate. Um, I, and I got the miniature Jenga puzzle, um, which I actually still to this day play with my kids. I didn't get a miniature Jenga. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm that so was dumb. that was probably my favorite swag um, that we got. You also got that um, the PowerPoint. Oh, that I won that. That was I won that right because that was cool. Uh, yeah, that's cool. And I I've used it like maybe five times. Uh, you won it. You won it because you switched seats. Yeah, uh, listeners. Aaron had the brilliant plan that if we were sitting together, we were less likely to win. So he went down several rows ahead and to a different section. And he figured that that would increase our chances of winning. And he did indeed win. So I guess he was right. Yeah. It's statistics. <laughs> Absolutely. Flawless. You should play the lottery. All right. Well, what about conferences themselves? 
we have a list here, ones that we've come up with that are pretty common product management conferences. So what do you think about Mind the Product? Have you been to Mind the Product? I have been to Mind the Product. That one is, they have, I believe, at least two. They may have more now. Um, San Francisco and London yearly. I would love to go to the one in London sometime just because I love London. Nice. San Francisco is a nice city too. Yeah. I went to the one in San Francisco two or three years ago. Um, I think I went about probably about four or five years ago. I thought uh, this this conference had a lot of good speakers. Um, and they had some definitely some very big name um, speakers, uh, but kind of what we talked about, like with the, the right balance of networking and, and talks, it would be like an hour of talks and then an hour yep. and a half of networking. It was very networking heavy. I agree. I felt very pressured to um, be searching for a job or something during that because that it just seemed like that's what everybody was doing. Yeah. It was, it was very, very heavy on the networking. And I, I guess I, I, my gripe in general with, with a conference that's like Monday and Tuesday, because I think that's how they scheduled it. I don't know. Just it's it's hard to it's hard for people who are traveling uh, to yeah, do it Monday yeah, Tuesday. Sure. Um, yeah, especially especially West Coast. If you're going East Coast to West Coast, I mean, you burn a whole day in travel. So for a two day conference, you've burned three days easily. Yeah. So I that one did have workshop like optional workshops that were like you know you had to mm-hmm. pay for. I, I did not do them. Uh, in retrospect, like I would go back and like do the workshops. Um, yeah, same, same here. I didn't do the workshops either. Um, that was one of my first product management conferences. So, you know, I, I probably didn't know any better. I didn't know that they would be worth paying for. So I didn't do them. I, I liked the speakers, but I didn't learn anything new. It felt to me like your options were somewhat limited in, unless you were paying for the additional stuff. Um, you didn't have a whole lot of choices. I mean, the speakers were good, but they were very high level. And it didn't really felt feel like it got down into the nitty gritty details of of actionable info that I you know could use. Um, but that might have just been the the tracks that I picked. Yeah, I would say uh, one of the there was one speaker who just kind of covered had a section on like the best like books that they'd been reading, um, and then they also had like a bookstore set up at the conference. So that was actually probably my favorite thing about that conference. That's cool. Because uh, I got a lot of great book recommendations, and I love nerding out on on like product management books. So that that was that was a plus. Um, and I would yeah. recommend that as you know any any conference could adopt that. So if you're not doing a bookstore, <laughs> get on that. Come on, that's extra revenue. Um, that was also one of the ones that had some logistics problems with getting getting lunch, getting coffee. At least the year I went, maybe maybe they've improved that. But I will say their swag is pretty much unparalleled. They had a ridiculous amount of swag. Um, I still have a tote bag that I use from that conference. Two actually, they're they're pretty cool. They did have very. They had good swag. They had some nice, they had really nice water bottle, like insulated water bottles. And but I forgot whose logo was like yeah. all over it. And I actually was like, no, I don't want to be advertising that every time I take a sip of water. Yes. So That's I always passed a on it. One. Yeah, I can't remember if it was that conference or another one. I think it was that one. I got a bag that said "Get Shit Done," and I really like that bag. I think that was that one. That's a good logo. Yeah, motto, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> Product camp. So that's this product camp is a really cool format. Oh, yeah. It's it's organized kind of independently in a bunch of different cities. Uh, I think the really big ones are like Austin and uh, San Francisco. Uh, there's one in Atlanta where we are located, uh, which uh, I've been going to for a number of years. And 
I think it's a really well organized camp. Yeah, it's um, kind of go ahead, not a camp. It's a conference. conference. Yeah, it's called an unconference. The organizational organizational style. And if you haven't been to that type of conference before, prepare yourself going in. Like you need to you need to be ready because it's very interactive and you are part of the organizational process. It starts out with everyone submitting their ideas and you as a group, uh, everybody votes on what they want to hear throughout the day. And there'll, there'll be multiple tracks. So you'll have options at each time slot. But I, I think it's awesome. I think it's one of the best ones that I've been to. And it's huge. I was surprised at how big it was, especially, you know, a free con a free conference in my city. And it's that big. I mean, that was that was an amazing amazing find for me when I first went there. Yeah. Um, I've been, I've, like you, I've been going for years. Yeah. It's a, it's a really cool format. Like Katie said, you know, you, you can, you submit your ideas ahead of time and then everyone who submitted an idea basically has like one minute or 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. 30 seconds to get up in front of everyone and pitch their idea. Uh, some people clearly are like really well versed and, and rehearsed on that. Uh, other people are just sort of flying by the seat of their pants um, but you get a lot of cool um, talks because then the whole the whole group votes on it. And then there's something like four or five t- sessions throughout the day with like four parallel talks all together at each time. So mm-hmm. there's just a ton of different um, content you can get from that. And yeah, I've been going now for like seven years and uh, it's really well organized. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's a really good balance of sessions and networking. And you'll notice like some people will skip a session and then just hang out in the main room and and network and talk. And, um, you know, I've made some really good connections that way. Personally, um, I pitched a session last year. Um, we didn't get chosen, but uh, we got a lot of votes. So, you know, next next time they they do it, I might uh, might go back and try it again. I don't think they had it this year. I think they did some online stuff. But yeah, I think I think it was canceled there. Yeah, I, didn't, I don't even think they did virtual, but we should pitch together next time. That's a good idea. I'm, yeah. I'm up for that. So everyone come and see Katie and I talk at Product Camp Atlanta 2021, <laughs> hopefully. What about industry? I haven't I haven't been to that one, but I've heard good things. So this is one where uh, a coworker of mine went to it and then he really liked it. And then so I went the next year. It's in Cleveland, uh, which at first I was like, eh, Cleveland. Cleveland's actually pretty cool. It's like the city that like America forgot about where they have this awesome like turn of the century architecture. Uh, which, you know, shows like kind of the the wealth of the Midwest, you know, in the early 20th century. Uh, but then Cleveland was like too poor to like tear down all of their like beautiful architecture, like many cities <laughs> did like in the, the second half of the century. So there's like a lot of really awesome architecture there. So uh, Aaron, are you saying that Cleveland rocks? I think I am. I think I've turned this into a pitch for Cleveland. <laughs> Um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, was walking distance to the uh, conference. Nice. Uh, not that I played hooky and went to that. Of course um, not. But uh, yeah, it was actually a, a really well-run um, conference. Out of every conference I've been to, the best coffee lines ever. Um, they had an actual like coffee shop like running the uh, like three or different stations uh, at the conference. Nice. And you could get like you know a full latte, whatever you wanted. Um, it was amazing. That's awesome. That sounds good. Uh, but yeah, they had the format was interesting. It was like a lot of s- single track, like big talks and then smaller breakout sessions in between. Um, it, it felt like just the right amount of networking. And there was also like a section for uh, product management podcasts where you could go and talk to the podcast creators. And 
I went and talked to a few of them. And then like when I later listened to some of the podcasts, that's when I realized, oh, I feel like we could do this. And that's kind of what led to Katie and I doing this podcast. Uh, perhaps we should see about getting in on that <laughs> sometime. I think we should definitely yeah. see if we can get sponsored to go to industry <laughs> next year, that whenever it happens. Um, but yeah, overall, uh, I, I say I was pleasantly surprised uh, with, with industry. And if you're on the East Coast, Cleveland's actually pretty easy to get to. So there's also our favorite conference. Now, this is probably out of most people's budgets, but uh, the Product Management Festival in Zurich, Switzerland. Uh, and also, I think they have one in Singapore, like in the other half of the year. <laughs> so there, that oh, is another an affordable option. Do. Now, Aaron and I were very lucky. Yeah. We worked at a company that had a set education budget and people could use it for any kind of education. Uh, as long as you stayed within the budget and the conference, the uh, flights, hotels, everything, we were able to do it within our company's educational budget. And it, it is absolutely uh, joking about the wonderful Zurich location aside. Uh, the conference itself is the best product management conference that I've ever been to. Yeah, it, it was hands down like the best, the best, yeah. probably yeah. conference period I've been to. Um, it was just really well organized. I think there's like three tracks going on at a time yeah. so yeah there's just so many things to choose from um the swag was unbelievable they had google <laughs> there just handing stuff out like it was candy they also had actual candy yeah. you know lent chocolate from from switzerland the coffee i think was probably the best coffee ever yeah it's very good coffee but yeah the talks i think for me it was just that the talks were awesome and it because it, I feel like if you go to the conferences in uh, in the U.S., mm-hmm. you, you tend to see a lot of the same names um, or at least representation yeah. from the same, you know, recognizable companies. Um, whereas because this was like a more European focused uh, conference, you had people t- coming from a lot of big companies that are, are big and well known in Europe, but lesser known uh, in the U.S. And it's just interesting to, you know, see like a slightly different, you know, philosophy, I guess, on on product management where, you know, Americans are always, you know, kind of bigger, better, faster, stronger. Whereas I felt like some of the talks there were more about like being clever and testing hypotheses and doing a lot of things that obviously are, you know, really well popularized and a lot of product management, you know, lectures and books, but uh, often difficult to do uh, in the fast pace of most like American companies. I think one of the most interesting ones that I went to there was by a company who the name of which I'm not going to remember. Nope, I'm not going to remember it. Um, But it was an alternative to Amazon uh, in the Indian market. So, you know, that's an absolutely huge market. But they had a problem where the their internet wasn't fast enough in a lot of the small rural areas to really be able to to look up um, all of the products. So they had to find creative ways to get around the slow load times of internet um, and and still be able to sell all of these products that they have. And it was just an absolutely fascinating talk about a concept that was completely foreign to me. You know that I just I hadn't ever thought about, and and even though that's not exactly relevant to what I do, the the concept of solving what seems like an unsolvable problem in a creative way absolutely hit home. So that was a, an incredible talk. So even if it's something that 
you know, you, you think may not be relevant to you, it could still have relevance uh, for, for what you I do. think it was Flipkart. That sounds right. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, it's really interesting because they, um, yeah, I mean, basically, you know, in, you know, India has over a billion uh, people and most of them, almost all of them have cell phones, uh, but almost no one has like a very small percentage of the country has broadband. So they built this whole company based on like a mobile first, uh, you know, approach to um, like an e-commerce um, product. And it's just the, the hearing the story of what, the, how, the problems they had to solve and, mm-hmm. the, and the way they solved them uh, was a lot of like really clever uh, yeah. like machine learning was was really fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that was the best one. And I think, you know, uh, swag and location aside, you know, if it had been in Atlanta and I just had to drive down the street, it would still be my favorite conference. I think it was just very, very well organized. Um, you know, the logistics were flawless. You could get to everything in a short amount of time. Um, you felt like you had all the information to make decisions about what types of tracks and what, what types of speakers you wanted to listen to, which are the tracks you wanted to go to. That's another one. That's one where Aaron and I were talking about Conference Buddy. We, we were able to tag team and go to different uh, sessions and learn different things. So that was really cool. And it was in Switzerland. So yeah, kind that of, was awesome. That was pretty awesome. If you have the opportunity to go, uh, I highly recommend it. Make sure that you take the train car ferry. Oh yeah, so you we get took, the opportunity. So we we rented a car and we drove to uh, Matterhorn, and then on the way back uh, we took like a different route. And the only way to like to actually like get over a mountain was to take a train, a car ferry on a train. We, were, we didn't we didn't know what it was going to be. It's just the road just ended, and there were no options except for this ferry. You just drive onto the train. We, did, we well, we didn't even know that at first. Remember, because I got out of the car and I went to pay for it, and I'm like, I have no idea what it is, and they only speak German, and they couldn't tell me. So I was paying for this thing, and we weren't sure what was happening. It's not like there was. It said ferry, but it's not like there was any lake or anything. So we're like, how are we getting through this mountain? And then this train pulled up, and all these cars just drove off the train. Yeah, but it turned out to be like one of like two remaining like car train ferries in the world uh but a very cool experience because you get to like drive through mountains and around mountains uh all while sitting in your car on a train it was absolutely utterly bizarre and so cool (laughs) so would highly recommend uh going to switzerland in general um but also the product management festival what about product con have you been to that one i haven't i actually just googled it and apparently it's the world's largest product management festival or product management conference where is it? Uh, it looks like it's in the same places as Mind the Product. San Francisco, London, San Francisco, London, New York. Uh. So with that New York option, I might have to try and check this one out. Well, the reason I thought this one was interesting is uh, one of the sponsors is the Product School, and they have a lot of good content for product managers. And it looks huge, too. The great list of sponsors. I, I, I'm guessing this is a, probably a very good one. But again, this is one of those where you want to do your homework. So, Katie, we've talked about a lot of really great conferences today. What is your best tip for avoiding the marketing folks that try to, their sales folks that like chase you down at a conference? 
to try to give your give up all your personal details. That's so hard. I went to one conference and I'm not going to say which one it was, where it was literally like dodging panhandlers. And the worst part was they put all of the food right in the middle of the vendor hall. And not all like in one place either. Like the desserts were in one place and the sandwiches were another and the coffee was in another place. You had to go to like, you had to really go through this vendor hall to get to to the food. It was very well planned on their behalf. <laughs> um, so yeah, you were, you're literally dodging them. And honestly, the best... <laughs> The best idea that I had was I just got on my phone and pretended like I was talking to somebody and just made a beeline for the coffee. That's probably not very professional, though. Yeah, I might have given out a fake email for some in exchange for swag <laughs> a couple of times. And I definitely de- nice. I definitely did get suckered into going out to like uh, an all expenses paid dinner. Oh, no, you yeah. didn't. Yeah. Oh, and then God. I was like, no, this how good was the it dinner? Was, it was really good. It was, uh, <laughs> it was like, it was one steak? of the best steakhouses like in Cleveland. I if that's saying anything, <laughs> okay. but, uh, um, I think it was worth like the year of, uh, marketing spam I got afterwards. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so the good thing about uh, one of the good things about a global pandemic is that you don't you <laughs> no longer have to be forced to give away your email in exchange for swag uh, because all of these conferences have now gone virtual, um, which, you know, obviously has, uh, you know, pros and cons. I think it's a good thing in that uh, a lot of the prices have come down because um, they know you're not like, you know, going to pay a ton of money for a virtual conference, and which just kind of gives you opportunities to see a lot more conferences and talks. I think it's a really good thing, honestly, for people who have not been to a lot of conferences. Um, This is a great way to get your feet wet. You can usually you can get a boss to give you a couple of hours during the middle of the day if you know if all they're they're paying a, a reduced rate just to to get you to be able to listen to it. It's a lot easier sell than can you buy my flight my my hotel in San Francisco, you know. Um so that's good. I will say as a speaker, I I don't like it quite as much. Um I was going to uh, be speaking at at a conference and they went online and reduced the number of speakers and just, you know, went with a different format. I did speak at one one online conference. And for my personal fear of public speaking, it was great, you know, doing it in my house or whatever. But with a webinar, they're just not going to be as many people and people do not feel bad about leaving in the middle. <laughs> you start out with 40 people and by the end, you've got 20. Because, you know, if if uh, if something goes on, um, you know, they probably got pinged on Slack or got an email or decided that whatever you're saying is not exactly what they want to hear and they'll just leave versus a real conference where people will stay and listen to you. So as a speaker, maybe not so good. But if you haven't been to a lot of conferences, this is a great time to try it. Try to go to as many as you can. And then maybe next year, the world will reopen and your boss will allow you to go to some conferences in other states. Or Switzerland if or you're Switzerland. very lucky. Uh, yeah, I, I went I only went to I attended one virtual conference this year and I made the mistake of like not completely blocking off my calendar at work. Yeah. And <laughs> it it was just a waste. Like I, I really only got to focus on like I think one talk out of the whole day and yeah. I didn't get a lot out of it. And I, I would recommend if you're going to do that, definitely block up your calendar. Block Pretend like you're yeah. out of the office uh, as best you can. Yeah. 
I did, I did the same thing. I did the same thing. And I, it was an all day conference and I probably only attended, you know, half the sessions that I normally would have because I hadn't blocked everything off. And actually that's honestly why I didn't feel so bad when I was speaking and people left. Cause I knew what had happened. You know, they got pinged and they were half working and half listening and you know, these things happen, but definitely block off some time. And if you're actually going to do an online conference, treat it just as if you were there in person. Yeah. And like Katie had said, uh, you know, there are opportunities to speak yourself if you have something to share and uh, don't be afraid to, you know, apply and see if you can get a free ride to a conference one day. Absolutely. Well, hopefully that was of interest. Hopefully that was good information about how to pick a conference um, with some suggestions for you about product management conferences that you would you would find interesting. Uh, we certainly do find them interesting. We've, we've been to quite a few. Yeah. And I, I, for one, I'm looking forward to being able to travel again and attend these in person. Yeah. I, I love the travel aspect too, even if it is something like Cleveland, you know, you always find something new and different in any city. If you're open to opportunities. I'm telling you, Cleveland rocks. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. Maybe I'll go to industry next year. All right. Uh, that's all for this episode. So we'll see you again next time, Product Land. Thank you, everyone. Au revoir. I can't say that. Adios. Au revoir. Au revoir. No. Goodbye. Ciao. And that's all. I <laughs> that's all we got tonight. <laughs>